Welcome back to the Adventures of Sparky and Spazzily, Chapter 16. We're in the home stretch now. As a reminder, last chapter, Sparky and Spazzoid finally got back together, but then a dizzy goat hit a button that shut everything off, including the force holding up the ocean and the island they were on. Let's join our heroes in mid-fall and see if they can keep from dying. Chapter 16, Falling for it Again The Tonsalterra King lumbered back to his throne room after taking his frustrations out on his subjects, the ones he could get a hold of. He'd been vicious. He'd been terrible. Luckily for most of them, he'd also been slow. What if a bunch had gotten away? They were still trapped in the treasure chamber, the king thought. The room had no exits except for the one that was blocked. You know, by his servants. The very servants he had just chased off. Briefly, it occurred to him that his logic was flawed. But like a bad memory, he blocked them, taking comfort in remembering the screaming. A few tonsil terrors had stood still for their punishment, while others, understanding what was happening, ran away. The king decided that chasing the clever ones was highly unkingly. It was also exhausting. Only the slowest took the punishment. Not slow in running, just slow in deciding to run. Those mentally deficient creatures were smacked around, sat upon, and sometimes chewed up. An unlucky few had even been digested. They'd learned their lesson well. We can't say for sure what it was, but I'd guess it was something like this. When a monstrous alien king is angry at you, or just angry in general, you should run away as fast as you can. Or better yet, just don't have a king. Elect your officials, because kings are terrible. After punishing his subjects, the king was tired. He moved sluggishly, passing the crack where Portal was hiding. The robot shook, then everything else shook. It wasn't Portal's fault. Like his other versions, he knew that something bad had happened in the control room. Bad! Very bad! He said aloud. Being slightly insane, Portal had little control over himself. True, he tried to keep it to a whisper, but unfortunately the king's hearing was good, very good. Those long, ear-like appendages may have been for catching prey, but that wasn't their only purpose. They worked for hearing, too. Like sticky, goo-filled, um, ears. The king stared at Portal, seeing his open eyes. He wondered why his floss was hiding in a crack. Most tonsil terrors didn't care about flossing, but then again, they'd never had anything as useful as Portal. The king had a few stubborn pieces of his subjects that he'd suddenly wanted out, and he was willing to ignore the fact that the entire structure around him was shaking. He slapped his ears against the opening and secreted his sticky goo into it. Part of being noble, crusty, and old was that he was a particularly gooey tonsil terror. Very quickly, he filled the entire space around Portal, enveloping the robot. The king sent a little shock using his bioelectric pulse. The king could have really let him have it. His pulse was stronger than most. But he didn't want the robot knocked out, just in pain. Portal screamed, but as we know, that only made the king happier. What didn't make him happy was the flood of water that came rushing down the hall. The king, with Portal still attached, was washed away. He was like a hairy clog or anything else you could imagine flushing down your toilet. They were pushed into the treasure chamber, which was filling as more water poured in. It swirled in the tonsil terrors. The ones who had tried hiding from their ruler bobbed to the surface. Remember that whole buoyancy thing? Before long, the surface of the water was littered with floating tonsil terrors, all of whom were concerned their king was still intent on murdering them. What with the way he was screaming. The screams weren't for them, though. He was outraged because he believed that being flushed was the most unkingly thing that ever happened to him. Just you wait, your majesty. Sparky and Spaz are on their way. A moment after coming out of the tower, Sparky and Spazoid fell again. Falling was usually a surprise. 
not something anyone planned to do, but as it was becoming a more common occurrence for these two, they were getting better at it. Spazoid stayed calm and reacted quickly, handling it far better than the goat, who was bleeding at the top of his lungs. Spaz had only a single thruster. It was enough that when the ocean, the island, and he himself started to fall, he hovered for a bit above the chaos. Sparky was busy putting the goat in a headlock, covering his mouth, trying to get the animal to stop screaming. Knock it off! Sparky growled while looking out the window. There were many wondrous things inside the alien machine, but they were all shutting down. Like a theme park at the end of the day, it was losing its charm. The whole gravity flip-flopping and water-floating trick was done. The island, control room, and tower smashed into everything as they fell. When the cloud from the destruction settled, the inside of the machine became a large, dark space, with water rushing everywhere, swirling towards its center through a series of tunnels. Sparky had gotten lost in one earlier. Sorry, I meant he went exploring in one earlier. Spazoid pointed his light at the tower and the island as they fell to pieces, bouncing off the walls. It landed near the crack in the machine, which had already been filled with rubble from the demolished temple outside. The crack picked this moment to become larger, spreading and splitting as it climbed past the explorers, all the way to the top of the machine. Sparky watched the crack climb and twist, letting in sunlight. While sitting on the goat's head, he said, Looks like we've got an exit. Spazoid wasn't moving towards the crack. He was dropping. I need to find some place to land. This thruster isn't enough, he said. Well, that seems like a design flaw, the goat grumbled from under Sparky. Sparky was just letting the animal up, since it finished screaming. Why'd you have to go say something like that? Knowing it would offend his partner, Spazoid's voice cut in. Look, goat, I don't want to give a whole lecture on how flight works, but when you're made to cruise through outer space, go into an atmosphere, then leave it again, you need a little bit more than one rocket. Spaz slowly descended and came to a wall covered with tunnels, like the one Sparky had fallen through. The opening he grabbed was bigger than the rest, but not by much. He reached out with one long arm, pulling himself in, tightening some of his parts to fit. And speaking of which, we need to go after my other thrusters. I told you I saw one of them, Sparky reminded him. I think a giant monster may have thrown it at me. You think? Uh, seems like the kind of thing you'd be sure of, Spazoid said between grunts. He squeezed his arms and legs into the opening, shaping and lengthening them. Of course, he didn't need to grunt. No one ever really does. Usually people make sounds like that only so others can appreciate their effort. Even though Spaz was a robot, he was no different. I was trying not to be judgmental. What we consider to be a monster might be normal for someone else. We're explorers. We should try and keep an open mind. Although it was big and ugly, and I did see it chew up one of the smaller creatures. Everything was getting tighter and longer so Spaz could fit in the tunnel. The goat was back to squeezing his entire body under the seat as he pointed out, That sure sounds like a monster to me. Spaz tried to settle on a form. It'd have to be a custom job. He put his wheels out to the sides, touching either wall and stretching his arms out in front of him. I hate to say it, but I agree with the goat. But hey, I've got good news. With the machine shutting down, all the weird energy gone, I can tell exactly where my rockets are. In fact, I don't think we'll need this thing anymore. He indicated Portal, who was clamped down in Spaz's hands, which no longer looked like hands. More like the stretched out front forks of a sci-fi hot rod. Spaz brought his thumb up and flicked Portal on the head. Hey, quit it. I told you he saved my life. He's coming with us, Sparky said while looking at the screen on the control board. Spazoid was sending out sonar pings, mapping the inside of the machine. It looked like an anthill. It even had little black spots pouring into it. 
The tonsil terrors who'd been trapped outside were coming home in a hurry. Each and every one wanted a piece of delicious goat meat. You know your savior tried to jack my system, right? Spazoid asked as his tires ran down the tunnel walls. For a robot, that's like the ultimate insult. He defiled me by reaching into my files. You know, all invasive-like. They're still intact, but that's incredibly offensive. And he made me punch myself more than once. You'll get over it, Sparky said. He watched the map, seeing them move through the maze. Look at me. I had one of those creatures stuck to my face. It was trying to implant me. Am I complaining? And what did you do to that creature? Spazoid asked. Sparky took a moment. I may have shot it, then kicked it. And? Spaz asked, knowing there was more. And shot it again? Sparky said. But you gotta understand, that thing was trying to put its eggs in my mouth. It was gross. And pointless, Spaz said. Yeah, pointless, Sparky repeated. They reached the flooded tunnel and dove into the water. But Spazoid kept his tires out, following the curve of the walls. He didn't pop out his propellers until they were near the treasure chamber, where the walls were too wide for the tires to reach. There's one, Sparky said, pointing down at the floor. The rocket was pushed against a corner. It was dented and beaten, but Spaz could sense that it was still functional. They dove down to it, releasing a cable. The other one's just ahead, he said as he pulled the rocket in. He pointed a light towards the treasure chamber. It reflected off the surface of the water and on the hundreds of tonsil terrors waiting there. Their beady eyes stared down at them. The creatures were squirming up above on the surface. They floated in a tight pack, squeezed next to the ceiling. Well, that's just nasty, Sparky said. Yeah, Spaz agreed. At that moment, something bad happened. Portal managed to pull free of Spazoid's clamped hand. The little silver robot swam down, moving like a sea snake, using his whole body to wiggle towards the rocket. Portal knew that on the other side of the door, stuck inside the ear of the Tonsil Terror King, was another portal. It was a rare and wonderful thing when he found one of his copies. It hadn't happened in quite some time. It was rarer still that he was presented with a working rocket. Don't forget, this was a different portal than the one who played with these before. He hooked himself into the machine and fired it, pointing towards the treasure chamber. Spazzard didn't have time to get angry as he watched the little robot take off. He had bigger problems. See, rockets fired differently underwater. They weren't as fast and sometimes they couldn't even ignite. Spazoid's rockets, while not made for water, still managed to go off, shooting Portal through the door. In space, a rocket left very little behind it. In the air, they left a trail of hot gases. In water, they created a wake of instantly boiled steam, like what a kettle makes. But there's a whole lot more since it's made by burning plasma and not by your grandmother's gas stove. The steam washed back at Spazoid, pushing it against him. He was forced up to the ceiling and into the waiting arms and ears of the tonsil terrors. So here's something you guys might not know. When I thought of Sparky and Spazoid, ill-advised stories, my website didn't even exist yet. In fact, Sparky and Spaz were supposed to be the main stars of the podcast from the beginning. At the time, I had no idea I'd be able to come up with so many short stories. But once I started writing them, they started writing themselves a little bit. Now we've been running ill-advised stories for two years. It's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. So after chapter 19, I'll be taking a little break going into the summer. I'm going to try and rebuild the website and get the Sparky and Spaz comic strip up here as well. Hopefully, book two will be out next fall. And also, I'll be able to come back for some of my other characters like Bluey and Abby. In the meantime, if you can think of anyone who would dig these stories, then please send them over. The book, The Adventures of Sparky and Spazoid, Portals World, is available on Amazon. And the music was provided by Kevin McLeod. 
Thanks for listening.